0: Hi, and welcome to our podcast. At Elim Life Church, we're really praying that you would be impacted by God's word as you listen today. If you've got any stories of answered prayer or you'd like to get in touch in any way, please contact us via our website, www.elimlifechurch.co.uk. God bless. Hi, my name's Mark Greenwood, and I am the National evangelists for Ealing pentecostal churches the word evangelist means somebody who brings good news so imagine that for a job i get to bring good news and i'm sure you'll agree that right now we need some good news A number of years ago, I was chatting to an older gentleman. I guess he would probably be around 80, 85 years old. And uh, we were just chit-chatting and nattering. And as we were chatting, he dropped something. I think it was a pen out of his hand and just bent down to pick up the pen. He was down for a little bit longer than I would normally expect somebody to be bending down to pick up a pen. And so I said to him, are you, are you all right, sir? Do you do you need some help? And he said to me, no, it's just that it takes so much effort to get down and to get back up these days that now I'm down here. And I just want to think, is there anything else that I need to be doing whilst I'm here to make the effort worth it? I have to say, I was proper chuckling to myself. Sometimes it's good, isn't it, just to take some time to stop and think is there anything else I need to be doing now I'm here the effort needed sometimes to live life and let's face it during the past number of months I mean March the uh, 2020 seems such a distant memory now and we've all slowed down and I'm sure like me you've been thinking whilst I'm here is there anything else, whilst I'm in this season, whilst I'm in this moment, is there anything else I need to be doing? Because undeniably, we've slowed down and life has changed, hasn't it? Don't you think it's changed incredibly, really? And we've been caused a moment to pause. We're calling this season of events, Elim Summertime. Summertime's a great moment to pause and to reset to rest to recover and to go again i don't know where you are in your journey of life and faith whether you would call yourself a committed jesus follower a christian or whether you would see yourself as somebody maybe who's not that but you're open-minded somebody who's not yet become a christian And just to let you know, that, in terms of becoming a Christian, kind of the start point is about saying, do you know what, God, I don't want to live life without you anymore. I want to live life with you. I want to do life your way, not my way. And as I chat to you this morning, I want to help you understand how you can embrace that for yourself. Towards the end of my talk, I'll let you know how you can do that. But have you ever thought, how on earth do we live life? in this ever-changing world we find ourselves in. A lot has changed and that is life. I came up against, or I read rather, this uh, little, I don't know what you'd call it really, this paragraph that said this, and, and it was referring to those of you who may be listening, who may not be many, to be fair, who were born before 1940. But just just listen to this list of things that have happened since 1940 that so often we take for granted these days for those of you born before 1940 you were born before television penicillin polio shots frozen foods xerox plastic contact lenses videos frisbees And the pill. You were born before radar, credit cards, split atoms, laser beams, ballpoint pens, dishwashers, tumble dryers, electric blankets, air conditioners, drip dry clothes, man walking on the moon. You got married first and then you lived together. You thought fast food was what you ate at Lent. Yeah, a Big Mac was an oversized raincoat. Crumpet, you had fatigue. You existed before house husbands, computer dating, dual careers, and when a meaningful relationship meant getting along with your cousins. Sheltered accommodation was where you waited for a bus. You were born before daycare centres, group homes, and disposable nappies. You'd never heard of FM radio, tape deck, Electric typewriters, artificial hearts, word processors, yoghurt and young men wearing earrings. Time sharing meant togetherness. A chip was a piece of wood or a fried potato. Hardware meant nuts and bolts and software was not a word. Made in Japan meant junk. Making out was a term you used for how you had done in your exams. Stud was something that fastened a collar to a shirt and going all the way meant staying on the bus until you reached your bus depot. Pizza, McDonald's, instant coffee were unheard of. Cigarette smoking was fashionable. Grass was something that was mowed. Coke was kept in the coal house. A joint was a piece of meat that you had on Sundays. A pot was something you cooked it in. El Dorado and ice cream were never heard of. AIDS meant either beauty treatment or help from someone when in trouble. No wonder you are confused and there is a generation gap today. I mean, that's just incredible how the world has changed in those years. And right now we're finding ourselves, the world is a changing Landscape changing high street, and even in this COVID 19, there's potential for shops to go out of business to suddenly become non existent. Our world is changing so much, and if we're honest, sometimes it's not always for the better, although there does seem to have been some things that have changed for the better. Because some of the things that have changed for the better are some of the things that we've lost sight of. How on earth do we live in this crazy changing world? I want to suggest to you that in a crazy changing world you need an anchor in something that is dependable, 100% immovable, 100% reliable. There's this lovely sentence in the Bible and it's God speaking and he says I am the Lord that does not change. I am the Lord that does not change. For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you can see that I put just a little reference as to how you can find that in the Bible. So the Lord hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. And how we view things hasn't changed. The problem with the world has never changed from God's perspective. I'm originally from Bradford, and uh, there's a dual carriageway in Bradford called the A650 Wakefield Road. And as you're coming up the carriageway away from Bradford, there's a roundabout and a church on the left-hand side. And this church regularly had, and I think possibly still does have, signs outside that were creative. And some of the signs were more obvious. Some of the signs were not so obvious. You know, things like carpenter from Nazareth requires joiners. I mean, a little bit kind of, OK, if you get it, but if you don't, it's kind of a little bit more. Oh. Uh, but one sign uh, that was outside is a reference from the Bible, which I'll give you and then let me explain. Hold with me. It says, even in recession, the wages of sin is still... Death. You know, that's a little sentence from the Bible, and it's talking about the fact that when we do things wrong because we've left God out of our lives, there's a disconnect, there's a separation, and that problem has never changed. It's been a problem right from the beginning of time and will be right to the end of time. And when you get paid your wages, your employer thinks this is what you deserve for what you've done. Now you may think you deserve more (laughs) for what you've done. Your employer may think you deserve less for what you've done. But God says there is a wage that perfectly fits what each of us has done and that is death. Sorry to depress you today and I guess we've been surrounded a lot more by death because of covid 19 but focus on the really exciting bit yeah you see we do deserve death because of what we've done but here's the beautiful thing that often people don't focus on god wants to give us a gift now a gift is something that you get that you don't deserve it's not necessarily reflective of what you have or haven't done and when God says actually what you deserve for what you've done is death actually I want to give you a gift so the problem has never changed that we've left God out but the truth is the gift that God offers has never changed God wants to give you new life and forgiveness and the beautiful thing is ladies and gentlemen when you embrace God's gift of new life and forgiveness the separation from God is removed. We get to connect with him and he can download some amazing stuff into our life and we get to upload some stuff to God as well. He takes away the desire for us to want to do wrong things, to do our own thing. He takes away that separation and deposits his love and purpose. This sense that we are here for a reason and when you speak to any Jesus follower they'll tell you they've got this sense of purpose and God's plan for their life it's absolutely amazing but the problem has never changed a friend of mine a very well-known Christian speaker often says that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart and I just want to add an extra little word still at the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. And that's why God says in the Bible, and I'll put that little sentence I'm going to reference right now on the screen, including where you can find it for those of you who are familiar with the Bible. God says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might, and love your neighbor as yourself. God wants us to put him first, to love him first and to love our neighbour, those with whom we live in this world as ourselves. Now, I'm sure you will agree we've seen some incredible acts of love and sacrifice through COVID-19. Some incredible demonstrations of people showing that they love each other. And it's like we've kind of got 50% of what God says we need to have in place to live a life that is honouring to him. It's like, yeah, we're we're loving our neighbours, so please keep on, let's keep on doing that as, as humanity, it's so important. But it's just not quite enough. Do that, but let's love God with everything that we have as well because when we love God with everything that we have that's when the real difference takes place see I arrived at a point in my life many years ago when I was much younger so did my mum and my dad and my family my dad classed himself as a lazy atheist and what he meant by that he's he decided there was no God but he'd not really tried to find out whether it was true or not my mum had kind of went to a really strict traditional uh, religious school and that kind of put her off anything to do with faith so we all arrived at a point in our lives where we realized it was I as a young person them as older people that we needed to love God and so that's what we did and at the end of my talk today I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that for yourself so the problem with the uh, world has never changed And the second thing I want to say to you, the solution for the problem of the world has never changed. I read this great uh, story many, many years ago of how the Canadian Space Agency wanted to invent a pen that would write in zero gravity. And they spent several millions of Canadian dollars on it and used many, many engineers. And when they finally made it, and they announced it. Great congratulations. in from many, many places all over the world. The Americans, however, told them that they too have come up with a solution for writing in zero gravity. They use a pencil. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it's obvious, isn't it, really? It's like, here's the problem. Uh, maybe the Canadian Space Agency had overcomplicated it and the solution was very, very simple. You can actually buy a space pen. Now, I've got one because I'm a gadget man. And the reason you can buy one is because they're made available to the public. They probably need to recoup quite a lot of the money that they've lost. But, oh my goodness, we overly complicate the problems sometimes and therefore we overly complicate the solution So often in our world we've all been has been about what can we do to sort out the problem in the world. But the truth is we don't really understand what the problem is, so we can't generate the correct solution. At the moment in our world there's frantic activity trying to find out a solution to the problem of COVID-19 and it's a little bit like we're kind of clutching and we're hoping and there's been some amazing progress. Thank you so much to all those who are trying to make this happen. To fully come up with a solution means you need to fully understand the problem and even then... It doesn't always follow that you can find a solution. But in Jesus, in knowing God, we understand the problem and we can have a solution. I read very recently, I love this, like the best selling uh, types of books. That's types of books. are books. I'm sure you've all got copies of them at home. And guess what the next best selling types of books are? Yep dieting books (laughs) where you learn to cook meals to help you lose weight from the meals that you've just cooked in the cookbooks so many problems that we create and yet there's an incredible solution for that that problem that is in the world that problem of leaving God out there solution is very very simple and it's not a thing it's a person and it's a person called Jesus it's absolutely incredible see somebody once said if our greatest need had been information God would have sent us an educator if our greatest need had been technology God would have sent us a scientist if our greatest need had been money God would have sent us an economist if our greatest need had been pleasure God would have sent us an entertainer but our greatest need was forgiveness So God sent us a saviour. The solution is Jesus. In the Bible, there's this incredible sentence. I'm going to flash that sentence up on the screen with where you can find it now. It says, for Christ died for sins. Once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. A great little sentence that summarises Why Jesus came. He is, was and always will be God's solution to the problem in the world. The solution to the problem in the world is spiritual because it's a spiritual problem. Jesus took the punishment for all the wrong that you and I have done for leaving God out. He took the punishment for all of that so we could be forgiven. When Jesus came to our planet, he walked around showing us what God wants to do in people's lives. He healed people, brought forgiveness, brought purpose, brought value. And what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, he is still doing today and wants to do in your life. If you've never said yes to Jesus, receive his forgiveness today because 2,000 years ago, He took the punishment, not just for my wrong, but for your wrong. Once and for all, nothing else needs to be done. That totally satisfied what God required. The solution to the problem of the world has never changed. And finally, I want to say to you, in my few moments now, the response to the solution to the problem of the world has never changed. It still needs you to respond Otherwise, it just stays out there and won't impact you. I read this great story of how there was a preacher preaching at a church and talking about what Christianity was all about. And a well-known communist entered the building and shouted out, what good is Christianity? Communism can put new clothes on that man. And he pointed to a man, Ah, the preacher, such wisdom, he paused. And replied, Communism may well be able to put new clothes on that man, but only Christianity can put a new man in those clothes. Isn't that wonderful? I want to say to you, Jesus wants to put a new person into your clothes. He wants to make you brand new. There's this amazing sentence that talks about what it means to be a Jesus follower. And it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The old goes, the new comes, and you become a brand new person. It's incredible. Why don't you pause? What can you do right now in this moment? I want to suggest you it starts by recognizing you've left God out that it starts by asking God to forgive you of all that you've done and to come and change you and to make you a brand new person. God today is calling you to put your life in his hands. Why don't you join many thousands upon thousands of people that even through COVID-19 have started that journey with God? You see, all God wants from you right now is what I call a big yes and a big yes is simply saying yes God I want to live my life for you please forgive me for doing things wrong for leaving you out of my life please give me new life and please help me to turn and follow you for those of you here today you know you need to say yes to God Why don't you just in your heart right now say, yes, God, that's all it takes. One heartfelt prayer to God that is simply, yes, God. And by saying yes to him, you're saying, yes, I want your forgiveness. Yes, I want to live life your way. Yes, I want to turn and follow you. That's what it means. Why don't you just right now in your heart and mind say, yes, God, go on, just do it now. Yes, God. Yes, God. My prayer for you is that as you've said yes to God, you'll know he's already said yes to you. It might be that you're listening here today and you're saying, Mark, I'm not really in that place. Could I invite you to say what I call a little yes? And a little yes is about making an intentional decision to find out more, to really investigate, to really look into Christianity, to the claims of Jesus To really find out what it's all about. And you can do that in several ways. You can do that by speaking to the people that are broadcasting this service. You can send a message if you are just watching it directly from the Elim YouTube channel and are not connected with the church. I'm just going to flash upon the screen now a link that you can follow to say, yeah, I want to find out more. Can you help me do that? Can you help me investigate this Christianity, And if you said that big yes, then let us know too, and we can direct you to people that can help you to think through uh, the decision that you've made or how you can find out more. Why don't you inside say, I'm a little yes, I'm a little yes. Might be that you're listening here today and saying, I'm not really ready to investigate that. But just before I stop, could I give you a very gentle Challenge. You see, many people say they're open-minded, but don't often apply that to Christianity. Can I encourage you to become open-minded about Christianity? And if you are already open-minded, may I encourage you to kind of make a commitment to remain open-minded? It, it's what I call a healthy maybe, that you're willing to say, maybe there's something in this. But you don't let it dissipate. You keep it active. Just keep it on your agenda. Keep it in your mind. And at some point when you feel ready, begin to really look into that. We'd love to help you with that. If we can, it's entirely up to you. You can again contact us uh, following the link that's on the screen. Well, if you're a big yes, a little yes or a healthy maybe, we'd love to help you.